Um, you're an hour ahead of me, right? Yeah, like, are we actually... I'm an hour ahead of you, and I'm so much more tired than you are. And it's really <laughs> not fair, because technically I could have... I technically slept in an hour extra than you did. And you're all bright-eyed yes. and bushy-tailed, and well, I, I look like I got run over, so... We got to get you on that new schedule of waking up at 4.30 in the morning, man, and you'll be fine. Everything will be perfectly fine. Yeah. We just, you know, it'll take it'll a few months. So much better. <laughs> so much better. So much better. Um, well, actually, well, I want to say first of all, yeah, welcome back. Uh, Sabaho, hope you're doing well. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, as as we want to say it, uh, or I want to say it at least. Nobody else is going to say it with me, but um, it is uh, it's a little bit switched around. I don't know if you guys noticed last Friday, last like last Thursday show, I was in a hotel room, and then now, and now, yeah, Juan, Juan got. It. He's like, now if you're gonna do the hotel, I'm gonna do the hotel, but I'm also gonna add a family trip on top. You're, you're not the only one who gets to go to fancy schmancy hotels with in in suites in rural New Mexico. So in your face. I I I sit I, I will sit corrected because I can't I don't want to stand otherwise you'll just see Goku. Um, I do want to say you know uh, <laughs> uh, welcome back welcome back to another episode of the best of our week at a very special time as you know uh, Juan Carlos is or our buddy JC is on the road with the fam as opposed to where I am so we're happy to be able to bring the show back to you and um, quite a few of you guys were actually happy about the timing so I'm um, hopefully that works and. We'll see how it goes. I got a couple of tweets. Like some people were actually are commenting. If I'm not mistaken, I think I want to say El Josa said, um, you know, he liked he loved the, the timing this time. Um, oh, and we got Jimmy Fire and Grounded Tech in here. I mean, yeah, we've, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a, a grip of things to talk about because um, I feel like this entire show is because I was on the road. Uh, I've been on the road for a little while. I feel like this entire show is going to be tk saying well this really cool thing happened in the tech news on the products that you currently own right now and i'll be like whoa i had no idea because i was driving 80 miles an hour through arizona that sounds like something i'd really like to play with <laughs> you know the uh, i always appreciate um your travel because i typically don't travel that far i mean most of my trips are about within an hour or so from where i am yeah. But yours uh, do end up having a little bit more, um, you know, experimentation with, uh, you know, connectivity, uh, internet uh, connectivity, uh, long drives. Uh, how are things connected? Yeah. Especially like right now, we're we're connected on. I think you said where well, you're running on the OnePlus Ten Pro, or is it? Uh, yeah. So I won't be holding up the OnePlus Ten Pro as a prop. I'm actually running this from the OnePlus. I, 10 I will hold the OnePlus Ten Pro as a prop. Thank you. See that? That's and look at TK side of the screen, both for his face <laughs> and for the gadgets, because it's going to be a way prettier view. Um, uh, I am currently on rural New Mexican 5G. I have the 5G indicator up on my OnePlus 10 Pro. So okay. we'll see how that does. I, I run in some speed tests. It was dramatically faster for the upload than going over the hotel Wi-Fi. So is it is it better than when you were there last time? Because I, I remember one we did this so, kind of similarly. Yeah, yeah. The, the the one that we did last time was in Arizona, and right ah. now. Mm -hmm. a, a much smaller town in New Mexico is absolutely murking. And, and uh, this is for T-Mobile. This isn't for yeah, yeah. carriers, obviously. I bet if I were on Verizon, it would flip. The, the conversation yeah, yeah. would flip. Well, I mean, speaking but of Verizon. T-Mobile, mm -hmm. tiny little town in New Mexico, completely murking Flagstaff, Arizona. Like, it's not even close. So <laughs> we'll call it an I'm, upgrade. We're, we're, I think I, we're I, doing better. 
I'm I'm happy, and I think the the footage as you guys are seeing there, I see David Burns is in the chat with us. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Matt just joined us as well. Farhan is in there as well. Oh, Farhan and Purposely Gaming, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dude. I, I want to jump right in. We we um yeah. uh, because we don't have uh we're gonna have to keep our show a little bit more focused for both mm-hmm. of us who like to ramble. Um, but <laughs> you you jumped right in. I mean, as soon as I was in the room. And I had just gotten my OnePlus 10 Pro set up. You were like, oh, yeah, didn't you know? It got a, it got a major update. And it, I was, a very I substantial like update this morning. Uh, hold on. Start. So specifically, more specifically, uh, optimizing the fo- uh, the focusing on the slow motion uh, portion. So I'm assuming on the 4K 120. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quality of taking photos in portrait mode. So that's going to be some improvements there. White balance in the front-facing camera. I think we can all appreciate oh, that good. part. Uh, fingerprint uh, algorithm and improved success rate uh, fingerprint unlocking. So I guess improvement in the unlocking uh, on the fingerprint sensor. Uh, gaming performance and uh, fluency. So that actually is interesting. So it, they did some optimization on gaming. And then, of course, overall system stability. Uh, I, I like the fact that they specify what they're updating as opposed to general bug fixes, as Samsung would like to do it all the time. Everything falls under that or blanket. I got a major um, maintenance OTA. It was pretty large on the Red Magic 7 Pro. It, oh, good, good. There's no information. It's just, yep. here's your OTA, eat it, enjoy it. <laughs> so it, I'm uh, glad that they actually try and detail what, what they're talking about. So, yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, so this is actually very interesting, too. So last week when we were talking, I was covering, and I was talking about the Red Magic 7, the standard model of the Red Magic 7, uh, which I will say I've successfully sold. So, unfortunately, I don't have that phone anymore oh, to be able to showcase. So, no, I'm glad. I mean, yeah, I, I, I was... I, I was uh, concerns about how how the pricing on that was already kind it, of it's a weird it's a weird market like you can you you can barely find it on swappa and um, if you find it on ebay the pricing kind of varies a little bit over there so for me i was kind of it was going for a couple of days and then um somebody reached out to me over on from twitter and then you know the phone sold so it was it, i'm glad that he found a new home yes so juan has the the brand new shiny 7 pro uh, pro edition version of the seven and uh, definitely a lot of nice. Well, so we saw a couple. I think we we put out one video or is it two videos already? On uh, I, I saw the so, first video uh, you did on the gaming. Just a, a main performance test, and then I'm mm-hmm. going to be putting out the a, a, a sort of more general look at phone ish performance. Obviously, it's still a, a crazy hyper focused gaming machine, but the second video is going to be going out this afternoon. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, um, the. The Red Magic 7 and 7 Pro are very specific and very niche style devices that are at least on, uh, initially, at least from the 7, uh, since I got a chance to play with the 7 and not the 7 Pro from my end, uh, very un, 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 not unthrottled, but basically, you know, you get the full access of what the 8 Gen 1 is supposed to do, um, but you get the heat with it. So, and, and you have to kind of work a little bit on the temperature. Pause, push pause on that because I think yeah. one of the things that I'd like to do is to kind of circle back. There's been so much SOC news. We've got mm-hmm. phones coming out with the Dimensity 8000. We just got a, an update, an OTA for the OnePlus 10 Pro. For the HN1, And, and I yep. think it's, it's, it's worth, it's, it's kind of worth breaking down the first batch of phones that came out with the Samsung fabricated uh, HN1 are all playing very different games with how they're managing performance. Mm-hmm. And I think it's pretty clear, BBK, because I also, I, I couldn't leave my IQ home. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that guy with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like, they're cousins, right? It's the OnePlus mm-hmm. 10 Pro and, and the IQ 9 Pro, and there are so many similarities and so many stark differences. But yep. when it comes to the chipset, when it comes to the SoC, I feel they're both doing 
a very managed, you know, there's a frame rate cap on the GPU for most games. Yep. I'm sure in the balanced mode when I'm in the battery settings that there's a lot of heavy application management that's going on. And then I, I also have it, it's a little further out of reach, but I also have the Moto. And mm -hmm. the Moto is a little more like the Red Magic. The Moto kind of lets you make mistakes with your battery life. And so oh, I think yeah, it's yeah. just been really... The whole spectrum has been really interesting. I feel like BBK is probably the most aggressive in in managing your performance. Samsung is closer to that side of the spectrum. Then you get Moto, who's kind of smack dab in the middle. Like, mm -hmm. when the phone throttles, it's because of legit thermal throttling, not because of software management. And then you, I, I think the Red Magic 7 is probably even a little crazier at the far end of the performance for that 165 hertz display. So, so that was, yeah. It, I, couldn't get, I couldn't get the temperatures on the 7 Pro to hit the same that you did on the 7. I mean, it got super hot. It was uncomfortable to hold. I think my peak was 130 degrees Fahrenheit. But you beat me by like 10 degrees on the Red Magic so 7. All I can say is it takes practice. That's all I can say. <laughs> I don't have the touch. <laughs> Up a hundred, I'm sixty degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, no, um, bad, bad rock, bad, 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 bad eighties rock uh, puns uh, on the side. Yeah, no, um, and I, I don't want to do too much of that because I can't drink water over it. Um, no, it's, so uh, it, it obviously it is in certain situations, and it is the fact also the fact uh, the. The combination of the 7 and 7 Pro, it's, it's a weird step, right? So the 7 and the 7 Pro share a lot of similarities, but one thing the 7 Pro doesn't do is doesn't go to 165 frames per second. So it doesn't go to the full potential of what the HN1 can do. For me, yes, in my test, I was going at 165. I wasn't capping the 120. So there right. could have been also those factors playing in, in the in the heat dissipation and in generation. The highest numbers I got was when I used the power separation feature. It wasn't even when I was yeah. running on power, because I think it yeah, does power a little. Doesn't it doesn't cool the phone? No, no. Uh, going to think like, oh, this is going to be something that helps the phone well, run because it says that no, it does. Yeah, yeah. It, it finds it, you extra performance overhead, and it runs your SOC even harder. Even harder. Everything and about the Red Magic phones is. Let's see if we can push it harder. <laughs> well, so I, I, in my experience, at least from from my usage of the Seven Pro, and again, I've used the Six S Pro, the Six S, and, and the Six, you know, multiple generations. The cooler that that Red Magic puts out, I feel like, is an absolute needed accessory when you want to play yeah. the games at the full potential. I mean, Undead Horde at 120, or Dead Cells, or anything that runs, or even um, I think was it um, Real Racing, uh, also runs at 165. You're able to push the display and the device. Just understand the temperatures that are going to come with that. Uh, and I started yeah. to look at different coolers that are available. I saw a video from Linus a while back that they did a water cooling block. Essentially, it's a case with a with a pouch with like a bladder inside of it yeah. that runs water from another container to cool the phone's backing. And unfortunately, it's a discontinued product because I was going to buy one. I was going to buy one just to see can I cool, right. um, you know, a, 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 like the Red Magic Seven uh, with that. But unfortunately, now you know, luckily somebody's going to be able to enjoy that more than I am. Um, and, and, but you are enjoying the seven pro. So definitely, you know, yeah. we're still in conversation. Um, so it, 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 it's kind of crazy because, um, it, we, we, every, every phone can play games, but not every phone is a gaming phone. And this, I, I, I didn't get to play with red magic last year. So I feel like 
this is probably a continuation of the strategy that they were on last year. But especially with the 8 Gen 1, and especially with the Samsung fabricated first generation 8 Gen 1 that seems to be a little less power efficient, you know, your performance per watt is, is a little out of whack. Mm -hmm. um, this to me feels the most like a gaming laptop in all of the gaming phones that I've tried, where if you want to do the phone stuff, you probably want to do that on the battery. And then you've got multiple options and solutions for the gaming stuff to play mm -hmm. plugged in. And yeah. to me, that's very much like how I would game on a gaming laptop. If, if I fire up a really, you know, balls to the wall kind of crazy high-end portable um, uh, computer, I know my play sessions are going to be very short if I'm running yeah. it off of battery power. Especially on battery. Yeah. And, and, and because of things like charge separation, it kind of makes sense where the harder you're going to run that phone, you really want to put fewer um, uh, charge cycles on that battery. You know, like you, you don't want to keep nuking the battery and then plugging it in and running the phone even hotter and then, you know, uh, cycling it over and over and over again like that. So to me, it's 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 the best of both worlds when you can, hey, I, I want to sit, I want to game, I want to play a little longer. Let me make sure I plug in here, hit the charge yep. separation. Exactly. And, and I don't know about on the 7, but on the 7 Pro, I did, um, I did an extended run. It was probably about 90 minutes of okay. undead horde and i saw one yeah. percent battery drop you know like the the phone is is even at 120 at 120 hertz it was oh nice i had it in the controller and it was it was painful to the touch mm -hmm. <laughs> when i took it out of the controller um because i wasn't going to hold the phone and use the screen that entire time uh, but that was even better behaved than using hs power control on a sony because sony yeah. now especially with a88s like HS power control, you still keep draining. You just mm -hmm. drain way slower. It's a much um, slower, pre yeah, exactly. Red Magic, I don't, you know, whatever they're doing to maintain, uh, to, to sort of maintain the power, uh, the, the charge separation feature is surprisingly sophisticated. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it, again, it, it's such a unique feel. It really does feel like the gaming laptop of phones, even to the design of it being a bit more Mountain Dew fueled all like the chamfers and cutouts and the fan and the so your yours has the the dual inputs right it has an uh, an, in, an intake on the side and on the back as well or is it just the one on the right and no, left no, side there's only a single intake it's only the intake on the back now uh can you turn the oh okay so for there's, on the seven so the intake, there is no side anymore okay so for the seven pro that's what they did for the seven they allow two intakes which i mistakenly said i think a long time ago that it was only one on the back so there's the back and the side but I feel like the 7's design is uh, more uh, a la the 6S Pro and the 6S. It's, it's a similar design that we've seen, I think, sometime. Yeah, even down to the camera arrangement on the back. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. which I feel like where the 7 Pro maybe is benefiting from the st uh, structural upgrade. So there could be other things there meaning, causing the, the phone not to reach the temperatures that I was able to reach. My situation was running, again, with the entry-level 7, with the best case. You know, the, the, the RAM and storage are, are features, but they're not necessarily attributing to the to, to the heat, uh, where I feel like mm -hmm. the technology and the architecture of the seven is more of what we had, what we saw last year with the H, uh, with the eight eighty eight. So that could have also attributed to the design. Maybe they just like, okay, we'll refresh the eight. Uh, sorry, the seven from the six series, yeah. and then the seven I mean, Pro you're, will you're, be the next generation. I feel like that's part of it contributing to it. I think the mm -hmm. other part of it is also some of the same issues that we see with Xiaomi. 
Okay. I only have a 120 hertz refresh rate display. The phone genuinely doesn't try. You know, no apps are really going to try and drive beyond 120 hertz. Yeah, it won't I be. Think able to. When you have a 165 hertz display, it's kind of like Xiaomi. Xiaomi will try. You know, I, when I'm playing Undead Horde on a Xiaomi, that thing will spike at like 90 frames per second. That game cannot sustain 90 frames per second, so then you crash to like 38, and then you spike back up to 70. Once it cools down, crash yeah. to 40. Um, just because the screen and the SOC is capable of it, they can't sustain it. I wonder if trying if the phone is trying to hit 165, which genuinely and and, and I'm, I'm genuinely asking this for anyone in the chat. Yeah, if there are games you have played that can hit 165 hertz of any kind of sustained gameplay on Android, please let us know. Trying to find a list of games that, that really does that has been basically impossible. But I know at I least really one like Real Racing Pro. 3 will go to 165, but it, it's not graphically intensive. Yeah, it's not graphically intensive to to make the device. I mean, it's kind of like playing Dead Cells, right? The only, the ga- the only it, thing it's I can more- think of, like I've got a solitaire app, that I think because <laughs> you need you, you you need it you need 165. 165 yeah I think you need but, 165 but for solitaire the seven is is the, the phone is trying to do what you're asking it to do you told yeah. the phone I want the screen to operate at 165 hertz so it's gonna try and I think it actually ends up running the seven harder than the seven oh, pro because the seven pro is never gonna try driving this uh, driving a game to a higher frame rate than what the the screen can support. And, and I think and, that's and, what I appreciate with the upgrades, the little exactly, thing. Sorry, just real quick. Farhan has oh, exactly yeah. the right comment there. Heat suppression should be a mandatory feature for flagship and upper mid-range phones. Basically, I think every phone should have a charge separation feature, especially entry-level and mid-ranger phones where we can be confident that those consumers will like holding on to their devices as communication gadgets. Mm-hmm. Give them extra battery life longevity also and and make sure yeah because one of the things that i found in my in my testing at least the the battery drain was tremendous uh, and but it was in in, in 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 a dual factor right so for me yes the phone gets harder uh, but the phone's drawing a lot more power and then when i started to use the cooler now the cooler has a function of running off the phone which means you know the battery now which is slightly smaller than what the 7 pro has at 45 uh, 100 million here is not only powering an HN1 and the entire system and the fan that is built in, but is now it's running a dual mm-hmm. external fan that is going to try to cool the phone on the outside. So and I was able to seriously, it was yeah. absolutely, oh my God. And, and the temperatures were like crazy, although the cooler was there to counteract the temperatures. Uh, long story short, I mean, I'm sure you guys will definitely <laughs> check out. That's what this was so crazy about Red Magic. As soon as you give it cooling, it's like, oh, I guess I can run this in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but that's what I did. <laughs> it. It's it. It truly is the the little. Well, it's not the little. The phone that that could because it always wants to do what you tell it. If I told it to run at 120, if I told it to run Dead Cells and, and without all of the, you know uh, all of the, the high qu- uh, graphics and everything, it will run much cooler, and the cooler will be It'll even be able to drop it even yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. The the purpose of what I did in my video wasn't to showcase that the phone couldn't handle itself, you know, that it was too hot. It was more about that it could hang in there and not you know tr- throttle you down and not shut down, not crash. And there are ways for you to manage the temperatures. I was able to get it to an acceptable temperature, in my opinion, sure. uh, with the cooler, but it was externally connected. Uh, so at the end of the day, yeah. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. I just got something stuck in my throat. I wasn't <laughs> no. rudely interrupting you. Rudely. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, TK, I would like to say something. Let's say. I mean, at the end of the day, for me, it was an, it was an enjoyable gaming experience. So out of everything that – most devices that I've seen this year, this phone surprised me and you know outperformed what I was expecting it. Um, it does run warm and hot uh, if you don't try to manage sure. it, and I feel like it uh, it does benefit from a cooler. Uh, specifically, at least the one I had, which I'm trying to find on their website. So it seems like they don't carry the dual the – dual, uh, the dual coolers anymore. They only carry the one cooler that goes on the back that maybe well, will and, fit and better. Yeah, the, the the major design change is adding a, a rear-facing intake for, for airflow. So those dual coolers, like you were saying, those dual coolers might end up actually blocking part of the airflow. It, it, was, a, um, it was a weird thing. I had to figure out exactly slightly shift. I mean, I couldn't put it right where I wanted it because it was blocking the intake. And um, and I was like, that's like defeating the purpose, so right? For, for Jimmy Fire Dragon asking just how good is the cooling on, on the Red Magic, I have not played with the external cooler. So what TK's talking about is there's an additional cooler that clamps to the back and adds mm-hmm. like an extra fan that really does. I don't know where mine is. I put it away. Yep. The phone. So I've only played with the 7 Pro using the built-in internal fan. It's not even that the Red Magic can do things that other phones can't do. The Red Magic is easily capable of driving similar games to higher resolution and higher frame rates than what you can get on a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about a game like Undead Horde, um, that's a it's a cute little arcadey twin stick unit management game. It's kind of a torture test for phones because it's not the most graphically beautiful, but you have tiny little minions that you control all over your screen. It's a little like arcade strategy. Um on, on normal phones, it's it's actually kind of rare to see sustained frame rates above the high 40s. But Nintendo Switch has a 720p screen and can kind of drive that game to around 60 frames per second. I've never seen Undead Horde play mobile sustained above 60. And on a Red Magic, it's consistently driving it over 100 frames per second. I mean, the first... Yep. I would say 45 minutes of gameplay, I was pegged at 120. This is twice the frame rate of what a Nintendo Switch can deliver. And the phone is going to get uncomfortably warm, but you asked it to do it, and the phone is going to do it. And it's all just through the little built-in fan. I didn't have anything additional cooling the phone down. So it's it's that level of performance where most gaming experiences, like Nintendo Switch-style gaming experience, if you kick mm-hmm. this thing down to 60 frames per second... You have, you have significant performance overhead. You're not really driving the phone that hard on most games at 60 FPS. Oh, yeah. So many games that really struggle on other premium tier devices to maintain 60, this is the phone that's going to push you to 90 or 120. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the only game that I really ran into a, a hard block, and it's, not, it's totally buggy, so part of this is that the game isn't well optimized, um, Alien Isolation is almost hard frame per second capped on most phones at 30. Yeah. And even though it was busted, you couldn't really play it. The Red Magic was pushing it to 45. I mean, a 50% frame rate improvement on a game like Alien Isolation is incredibly intense, especially that it's the same SOC as any other premium tier phone. 
Yeah, no, and that's that's one of the biggest thing that Red Magic has been known for, right? It's the yeah. get, it's giving exotic, you the it it's really exotic. Works. Oh yeah, no, no, and and it's it's yeah for the lack of a better word, you know, balls to the wall on this one. You just get what you want, and you run it the way you want to run it, and you you just have to understand, you know, it's I, I compared it to a PC, right? Because for me, this is what we, you know, anybody that runs a gaming PC or a gaming laptop already knows about the heat that comes with it, right? We've accepted those terms a long time ago, and there's a reason why gaming laptop had these funky intake and outtake and cooling systems that blow air and these weird shape um, honeycomb patterns at the bottom of them. It's not just aesthetics. It's also because of airflow, right? The same thing with my PC uh, behind me. I have, uh, what do I say, 12 fans running in that thing to keep the airflow running. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, no, seriously, I have three fans at the top, three fans on the front, two fans on the bottom, and one giant fan on the back as well as a secondary one to kind of keep yeah. the air running through because I have a 3080 Ti, which is, a again, a massive heat generator, and the cooler sure. that stock one doesn't generate enough air to cool it so what i'm trying to shoot for is we need to think of red magic and gaming phones in that aspect you're getting the performance you're asking for but you also need to understand the management so i think like the controller you were talking about is a, is a really good way to manage it you separate your hands yeah. from the phone and allow it to run its own cooling with the passive uh with the airflow that it does it does seem like at least the 7 pro has better mechanics so hopefully we'll see the the 7 the 7S or the 7, whatever the S series is, typically they do release two versions. Hopefully the 7 will will this, benefit from that. This kind of gets us back because I, I want to circle back. We started talking about the OnePlus 10 Pro. And oh, yeah. I've been <laughs> using it here on this road trip. And it's been, it's really been a joy. It, it's such a solid phone. It um, is. But when, when we start talking I doubled about my storage, by the way. Uh, I was able to do that. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. You. I, I yeah, yeah, I figured I how I to double my storage. I know to this joke is going to be. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> if you want twice the storage, just buy two OnePlus and Pros. I, I am running two fifty six, sixteen gigs of RAM, um, all the storage you want, Boom. and and we get of course the custom edition Boston Marathon happening on Monday. If you guys are fans, please make sure check it out. I think Dave, uh, David Burns were uh, commented on the video as well. He ran the marathon in twenty fourteen. My hats off to you, sir. So I I, I appreciate Beautiful. your. So, so this is this is kind of the transition. Yeah. I want to start with gaming, and then we can talk about some of the other phone things because I, I, we we got some folks in here that are are watching on a OnePlus Ten Pro. Mm -hmm. I've been very encouraged that the response to this phone hasn't been as dire as tech reviewers are, are making this thing out to be. Well, it's a OnePlus, and they betrayed us, so what are you going to do? Because um, I feel like a lot of the early reviews have just been cut and paste from, like, mm -hmm. the OnePlus 8 Pro. They just it, changed it, the name in the review. Um, so I like when, that. When, <laughs> folks are, when, when folks are looking at things like the gaming performance, um, there are precious few games that OnePlus will let you play above 60. I yep. feel that's the right frame cap. Most of the games that I'm playing on Android play beautifully at around 60 frames per second. I get spoiled on a Red Magic when I can bump it higher, but we're, we're in that sweet spot where high-resolution display, we've got a fluid frame rate, and, and the phone can just hang at mm -hmm. that frame rate for most, of those, for most of those games. The only time I get a little twitchy about it are on games that I like having just a bit more of that kind of precision mechanic, a game like Dead Cells. Mm -hmm. You can bump it up to 90 frames per second. That helps. I mean, it really does help the gameplay if you can keep it um, fluid at a higher rate. 
Once you go 120, it, it, it's a it's a stark shift to go back to play on a phone that does 60, man. I because I don't have the Red Magic Seven, right? So I fired it up on my OnePlus, and I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, I see how it is. It doesn't feel bad. It just feel like it's eh, it could have been well, better." This is, I think, what's what's so critical is is with this kind of hardware. We're talking Snapdragon 8 Gen One. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're talking an, an SOC that at, at peak load is drawing like 14 watts of power. Um, you know that that's like ultrabook laptop that you know entry ultrabook laptop low power pc kind of kind of a range mm-hmm. if you give it some kind of limitation and i know it's 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 been a bummer when we talk about performance throttling but a OnePlus 10 pro isn't going to blink at most gaming experiences at 60 frames per second it's going to run mm-hmm significantly cooler to the touch than if you bump it above 60 frames per second. Well, and, and more consistent, and which I really appreciate. Your battery. It, it, it is really trying to give you a very good, solid... It almost reminds me a little bit of the V60, what the V60 was trying to do with the consistent frame rate across the entire oh. UI elements from the camera so, yeah, to the system. No, absolutely. But it was it wasn't trying to play the game of, you know, like 30 frames here, 60 frames, 45, like multiple. Yeah. LG did a really good job, and I feel like Although I, I I will say that I I enjoyed playing the 120, I realized though that there is a limit of how long I can play it on the Red Magic Seven because at some point my finger couldn't stay on the display to play the game, so it would, yeah. it, it becomes counter kind of conducive conducive of actually getting a good gaming experience. I would have much rather and I did try it also at well, 90 frames or, per second and it was cooler and 60 would be even cooler on, where you're still able on, to get on the Red Magic. I, I I tend to float 60 and 90 except for a couple of games that I really do like that when they can mm-hmm. come up to 120. And it helps it's with the, the battery thing. life I'm, as well, I, yeah. I, I appreciate being able to tell my phone what to do. And I yeah. kind of wish I had that on the OnePlus. I wish I could tell OnePlus, "Hey, we need dead so, cells is not heavy lifting. Give me ninety frames per second in dead cells, and the OnePlus would go, "Okay, you're going to nuke your battery faster." And I'll go, "Thanks, OnePlus. I know, and I want that. I would really appreciate having that because, like, on the screen settings on the Red Magic, it's one twenty, it's one twenty ninety sixty. Mm-hmm. There isn't even a variable AI mode. It's like what what screen? That's what we're going to do." Um, and, and I kind of feel that's our, our best solution is as long as the user knows what they're doing mm-hmm. and, there's a, and it's buried deep in the battery settings where average people who buy thousand dollar phones and never ne- do anything with them that don't or never mention or never mentioned. That's what drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, but again, I, I want to, I, I wish I had just a few toggles like that without having to run an app with an ADB commands to unlock additional screen settings. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want that. I want it in the phone. I go into display, I go into advanced, and I say, this game specifically, give me 90 frames per second. And then the phone goes cool. Um, but, much- but genuinely, um, the rest of the phone performance has been much better behaved than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like OnePlus and BBK in general uh, they have a really good bead on everything that they get out of the 8 Gen 1. And I I have to believe they're they're looking at the CPU going, all right, we got to hold that back. But the additional AI capabilities, the low-light photography, I don't even have mm-hmm. the update that, that TK was talking about. I don't even have that yet. And they're already learning from, their, from the Oppo and from the Vivo line. Like, 
the the night mode on the OnePlus 10 Pro got about 50% faster than the OnePlus 9 Pro. Like those little lifestyle improvements where you pick up a Samsung and it still feels like a Galaxy S20, the OnePlus 10 Pro is finding a few areas where I actually they're able wanna, to kind of drive. While you're doing that, I'm actually going to show you guys the new fingerprint sensor unlock. This thing is crazy. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. So um, if, if you had okay. a OnePlus 9 Pro, absolutely not worth the upgrade. I, I really okay. don't feel this is a one-year upgrade. Flip the phone. Little things like the ultra-wide camera I, I might annoy you if you have the OnePlus 9 Pro. Uh, you can't switch from 4K60 back and forth while you're shooting video anymore because the sensors are too different. But that is so clean. For an optical sensor, that's really good. Dude, that is like not even... That is, I'm barely, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That this is not a, like, seriously, this is yeah, fast. That's, that's, that's like almost ultrasonic good right there. I, I think what happened is they, the they saw my video on the IQ and I said that the IQ was faster and said OnePlus, like, hold my beer, my friend. I can, I can show you what we could do here. You say IQ, I say OnePlus. <laughs> nah, I, so <laughs> no, no, like this is, this is one. Is... Okay, so. One one of the things I fell in love with the IQ, not that I wanted to kind of sideline the conversation, was how crazy the fingerprint sensor is on that phone. It, it's it seriously is a lightning fast, barely. If you're like swing by the fingerprint sensor, it's like, hey, you're there, unlock. Um, it, it is super buttery smooth. But um, yes, the the nine Pro seriously, un <laughs> the unlocking fingerprint sensor right now is like. Now I need like, to run this update. Because my problem is, I don't know what's up with my thumbs, but if I scan one thumb and it works great for one thumb, mm -hmm. it almost never works well. These optical scanners yeah, yeah, almost never works well on my other no. thumb. And the thing I loved about the iQoo was this ultrasonic is the first time I, I felt like it scanned equally good for both phones. And the sensor size is so large that I'm not thinking about where I have to put my thumb. But for an this, optical this... sensor... It, this is, uh, uh, I'm tempted to do a little reel of saying how many times can I unlock this in 10 seconds? Just a homage to a friend of mine that he did a video on, on a Xiaomi saying, Xiaomi is the only one. I think OnePlus is here to play. Yeah. I, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> it, it seems to be animation speed is the only thing that's holding us back. Oh yeah. No, uh, sensors. Like I, I can't, it, I can't hit run a moto as fast as I could run a Xiaomi, but I got real close. So it's that's, uh, that's Moto, but you know, the weird thing is also Xiaomi does it very well, even on their Redmi line. It's not just oh, specific yeah. to Xiaomi, uh, their no, own my brand, right? run yet is, is on a Poco. <laughs> even better. Uh, no, no, but it, yeah. it's one of those, like, you kind of appreciate the, the technology. And one of the things I, don't get me wrong, I love fingerprint sensors that are in display, and I really appreciate the, the convenience of having it here. The true for me is side finger mounted fingerprint sensor is much, much more functional for me because I, then I don't have to keep smudging my finger all over. Um, or a rear mounted fingerprint sensor. Those are typically my favorite because those are the general, like, natural, uh, uh, you know, placement. OnePlus this year raised the fingerprint sensor from where it was on the 9 Pro. That was one thing that I appreciated. Right. It was a little too low. The Pro was. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think in the 9 Pro, for some reason, they felt like it should be lower. Like, no, you want some space, and, and this is the right spot. Um, 
but I wanted, I wanted to say the shortcut. If you guys have never used this on your OnePlus or Mo, um, I don't think Samsung does it, but OnePlus IQ and I think even um, PBK brand phones definitely do it. They have a long press shortcut to launch other applications on your phone, right? You can hold it. OnePlus requires you to hold the fingerprint sensor, unlock, and keep your finger on the screen for it to launch a five shortcut functionality. Aiku does it so much better. It adds a separate fingerprint reading section because it's such a big read uh, sensor. It's able to give you, like, it's almost like you have three different fingerprint sensors. I had Instagram and Facebook in my demo. And uh, yeah, I can unlock the phone by putting my finger on Instagram. And that's where the sensor is. It's that big of a, uh, you know, presence. So there's pluses and minuses, but I feel like, you know, Aiku for, for sure is driving to give you a more, I feel like more luxurious. I don't want to say OnePlus isn't luxurious. Like OnePlus is consistent and they've, they've done their job very well over the years yeah. and they consistently upgrade. Aiku is just still hitting you know, higher. It's hitting closer to Vivo, in my opinion, than where we are. I mean, obviously it is, but you know, it's well, closer. Actually, it's slightly I'm higher. I'm saying now, Vivo in general, the, the Aiku label I know I got comments. It was like, well, that's a budget, you know, like a flagship killer wannabe. Vivo in general, once the price climbs to a certain tier... Mm -hmm. Vivo seems to be a, a, a like a like a skunk works for BBK. They can test out some of the radical technologies, and then it seems like Vivo is doing it first. Mm -hmm. um, unless it's something crazy like microscope mode on an Oppo Find, um, but it, it seems like if you want to be at the bleeding edge of what BBK has in their parts bin, Vivo is the way to go. Um, I, I because again, for camera like, performance, I, I, yeah. And not just camera performance, but but general lifestyle smartphone use. The fingerprint sensor is such a big deal. How you interact mm -hmm. with your phone and the ergonomics of how you handle it. And I've always been cranky about in-display because I think it's a poorer solution to a tactile landmark for something that your fingers should interact with. It's the same reason why I get cranky about trying to operate cars through dashboard touchscreens. Not, not to besmirch your Tesla... But I feel the uh, my, economic, my, and yeah, no, uh, and a visual attention um, that that goes into how we operate our electronics. That was and that was a low blow, by the way. That was a very low blow. Know, my was, my my baby's in the shop for that. the last few days, so I, oh, no, I've been I, I've been um, not to not to make it too long, but um, at some point about two months ago, after we came back from Vegas, the car charging uh, capacity started to diminish. Typically, what you see are to a battery on on a phone after you know a couple of years or maybe three years of usage, but my oh, car showed all of that in less in, in, in not even a year because I just turned a year at the end of March. So um, okay. my my capacity was supposed to be three hundred and fifty six miles, and now I'm getting around three hundred as maximum. So I lost quite a bit. Um, uh, so I, I've I've ca anyways I've called them. We've done a whole bunch of things. So I dropped it off Monday morning and the, uh, Tuesday morning, and I was supposed to get it back. Was it yesterday? And then now it looks like hopefully tomorrow. So we'll we'll see. Uh, gotcha. It yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It, it shouldn't have been in this situation. They're rated to lose about I think they said ten percent range at two hundred thousand miles, and I don't even have ten thousand yet. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not. I'm, I don't drive as much. You drive uh, a lot. You're not hitting. I, it. <laughs> no. Well, I, surprisingly, not. I mean, I, actually, this is the first time I've ever owned a car that I have less than 10,000 on it the first year. I typically am closer to 20,000. But, uh, you know, working from home and, and a whole bunch of things like that. Pandemic. Yay! <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, no, no. Uh, I think you're right. The tactile functionality, it, it took me a while to get used to with a car like that. 
Um, and it is very different for me because when I jump into my wife's car, it's like I have to relearn and readjust to kind of like I walk away from my wife's car and not shutting off the car and not locking the right. door because I'm used to but, these things. But what I mean, what I mean yeah. for a phone is that there, there are different philosophies. And, and I, again, if you're coming at this like, but that's not how I use my phone. I just need you to listen to people that are different than you. There are some people that um, that absolutely Sorry. need the lock screen as they're at a glance just get a lay of the land what's going on in my digital life i'm a person who always has a smartwatch. this is my gatekeeper so when i pick up a phone i only want to pick up a phone with purpose i'm yeah. never just casually looking at my phone to see what's going on with my notifications because i already know what's going on with my notifications and so i have the bad habit of if i pick this up and i start doing things on it it's very easy for me to go down rabbit holes, to get distracted, mm -hmm. to yeah, yeah. forget what it was that I was trying to do. So I'm, I'm purposely making an effort to specifically use devices for the things I need in that moment. So for me, a slower unlocking experience is just every microsecond more time for me to get distracted by something else. And I really genuinely believe in my brain that is, that is the window of attention that I might have in that moment. So if it takes me three pulses on an in-display fingerprint sensor before I can really look at what's going on in my phone, my brain might already be going off on a tangent. No, so I, I, for me, I agree. It's, it's, if I'm pulling the phone out of my pocket, the phone should be unlocked and ready here, not here. It should be operational before my eyes have even hit the screen. And most in-display fingerprint sensors can't as casually attain that nearly as well as a really good power button fingerprint, fingerprint mm -hmm. sensor, a rear fingerprint sensor, or the IQ where I don't need to be so precious about where I put my thumb, even with really good muscle memory. Also, I'm a gadget reviewer, so my muscle memory is effed with every mm -hmm. couple of weeks. Um, the IQ... I never needed to train my hands how to hold it to unlock it because as soon as the thumb brushes the screen anywhere in the bottom third, the phone is unlocked. It's, yep. it's open. It's ready to go. It, so it that, was, that it's that good. Is, 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 is the critical usage difference is if you're the type of person who relies on your, on your lock screen to replace mm -hmm. the smartwatch functionality then sure, I get it. You're you're one of those people that is looking at the screen first and you're interacting with notifications and then you're already paying attention to it to unlock it. Cool. But that's not the kind of interaction that I want. I want an interaction that is that is that is less managed visually and is more mm -hmm. managed tactile. Absolutely. And and Dan kind of points out the same thing. It's like my experience unlocked yeah. before it leaves my pocket, as it should be. Exactly. Because that's how so you do thing, it. You know, like, it's why like my grandmother, we might need to get her a new phone. She's on an old iPhone 8. And you're like, I know it's not the bestest phone, but she's so familiar and her hands are so used to her iPhone 8. It doesn't make any sense to try and get her on face unlock. We're going to get her an iPhone SE. You know, like it's not really going to be an upgrade. It's going to be a lateral move just so that she has a newer phone with like mm -hmm. a new battery again. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't, there's, there, there's no point in making her relearn how to use her phone and swiping versus the beauty of just pushing a button for her home. I, like it doesn't, 
we're not it, really it, making things better. We're just yeah. changing how you do things, and it looks nifty, but it's not an improvement. It's just a lateral move. It's a very uh, yeah, especially on iPhones. What, ever since the, the the loss of the fingerprint sensor, I think the Touch ID has been they they perfected Touch ID in the in the way that just everybody wanted to kind of use it, and then they moved away from it. But then at least I'm I'm kind of happy to see that it still somewhat exists. You know, in 2022 on, on an Apple device, mm-hmm. um, the the main thing that I appreciate about the iQ is the camera performance. I love, I still very much, I'm in love with the uh, X70 yeah, Pro yeah. Plus. That to me is still the epitome. And, and I don't want to take anything from any other camera. I'm not saying other cameras are trash. What I'm saying is it, by by just the sheer value of trying so many phones at the in 2021 or in previous years, and it's still at the beginning of 2022, I still can go back and look at the images that I took from the X70 Pro Plus. I'm like, wow, like, wow. Yeah. Um, it it was such a an integral factor of how I was able to cover an entire event, running gunning it and and releasing you know reels and and uh, and basically shorts and so on. To me, that saved me so much time and it made it less much less stressful than I than it could have sure. been. But but uh, isn't that isn't that what's kind of exciting is you're you're, mm-hmm. you're describing this right now and to me this has been the major soapbox that I, I kind of need to keep beating this drum and, and yeah, yeah. yelling about this. You're, you're defining a specific kind of use. If, if someone came to me and said, like Bionic Scoop, uh, Bionic Scoop is in the chat right now. He, he yeah, wants, yeah, he's good. Like, oh, yeah, he loves his EV, by the way. Thank <laughs> smart smartphone kind of camera experience. I'd really like to see what Scoop can do on a Sony because Scoop is a very talented photographer and his, his education in photography is going to line up really well with the phone that operates the most like a camera. I really like the Vivo because it's kind of the best of all worlds and it's really messy. It reminds me a lot of the golden age of LG. If you want just a point and shoot auto mode, it does the funky HDR and stuff. If you want, you know, like really intense manual modes, it does that well too. And it's got all different kinds of filters and things to play with. I mean, it's just, it's a smorgasbord of different cameras to play with. And then if I want something that's, I think, going to be sort of a more streamlined point and shoot, but with some really great video, mm-hmm. um, that's where the OnePlus 10 Pro has really been impressing. So, like, I think a Pixel 6 Pro is better for stills, but once you start shooting 4K 120 frame per second video off of a OnePlus in that beautiful auto mode, and you mm-hmm. stretch that out for one quarter slow motion, like... I mean, I've been I've been back shooting tons of videos of Lex. Um, so we went to Huntington Gardens, literally like. Day I, I saw day. so no no I, yeah I know because <laughs> I saw you like talking about it. I was like, dude, we should have like no yeah. uh yeah yeah yeah. No, I, I didn't even I didn't even it didn't even click to me that that's where you went. <laughs> you know, like, you bought a mem- no no this is how my, this is how much I'm planning on going. We bought a membership for this year. Got the membership. So we, we got the um, so, membership. So We're I, going. I shot, there's the kids. There's the kids play park and. Mm-hmm. I shot it all on the one. I had three phones in my pocket, and the only phone that made sense to run around and follow Lex was the OnePlus 10 Pro yep. because I shot her 4K 120. I stretched out all the footage. It's beautiful. She's like sunlit, you know, running through these fields, super slow motion. I've got Cat Stevens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so folk rock is backing her up and it's all about the longing of growing up and missing his childhood. And there she is like crawling through tunnels, but it's in this beauty and her hair is like blowing in the wind. 
I can't do that on a Samsung. I can't do that on an iPhone. I can't do that on any other phone. I can do that on a Sony and I can yep. do that on a OnePlus. And if yep. you haven't played with those kinds of features, then you really haven't given those cameras a fair shot. And I, I'm, I'm definitely spoiled because I can reach for a Vivo for amazing photography and great video. I can reach for a Sony for amazing photography and, and exacting detailed manual modes. I can reach for a OnePlus. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely have a different perspective on this kind of stuff, but depending on what you like to do, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like tech reviewers are trying to find other nice things to say about OnePlus this year so that they can still say OnePlus is the loser. And uh, instead yeah. of trying to find, there's something unique about this phone. And if that sounds like something you would enjoy, you genuinely can't get it anywhere else. You need decks. You mm -hmm. need a Samsung. If you're willing yep. to play with Ready 4, you can get a Moto. You want the most camera-like phone? You need to get a Sony. If you want some of the prettiest video, it might not be an iPhone, depending on what you like to shoot. And these mm -hmm. differences, these nuances matter so much when you really get to play with them. One of the main reasons why I really want to see Vivo come, or at least become more available in other, in, in other markets specifically, because seriously seriously that phone if i if you didn't take it back would have been to this day the phone i take all of my b-roll content with i'm shooting and producing sure. all of my stuff because he has so much storage it has a lot of functionality so yeah i, I oh, yeah. to to a dts comment uh, a little bit of a of, of a vivo shell at this point on my end i'm just a very big fan of of what sure. they represent and i'm also very lucky because you keep getting all the phones, so I get to like you know get my hands on them and get a chance to test them out. So, yeah, keep doing what you're doing, my friend, because it's working. I, I mean, it's again, working. I, I've been I've been very hash, hashtag blessed. Um, yes, just the no. folks at Vivo uh, have been reaching out, and uh, um, unfortunately, I, I'm probably not going to get a chance to play with the the Chinese. Um, specific regional stuff. So I really wanted to play with like the Vivo, um, the tablet. Uh, there, yeah, yeah, no uh, tablet. And, dang it, I put mine and, on. And it's mine is on the chair. Yeah. In, until we hear any news about those getting an international release, I probably won't get to play with those. But but having used the iQOO and the X70s, um, again, it's such a unique flavor, and and that's it the is. one thing I wish I think I could express more. Because um, I was uh, I was lurking in. Um, Eric's stream, Easy Computer Solutions, and he had a, mm -hmm. a stream last uh, last week just talking about, like, why, why do we keep saying phones? Or, I know, it was this Wednesday. I'm um, talking about why why do we keep saying phones are boring? And I, I think the, the whole commodity of a communications device in your pocket is super mature. You don't need to push boundaries there. But I don't think consumers are, are, are well-educated on the different nuances. So unfortunately for most consumers, if we're going to play the average consumer game, they're radically overspending for what they're really using. And if they're going to spend that much, there are some brilliant things they could be doing instead with their phones instead of going to a laptop or a desktop. And if they don't know what those things are, then we're really not doing our job as techies. If we're only reviewing the phone, telling them about the things that they're already doing on their phone, then we're just making commercials. We're not, we're not making reviews. And, and that, that makes me sad, you know, like it's exciting to get the same experience that you had on your old phone mm -hmm. for a third, the price. That's exciting. That's I'm the exciting factor. Excited, like, yep. 
your phone is going to do the same things it always did, and it's still probably going to be a better camera than what you had before, and you're going to spend $350, not $900. Yep. People light up about stuff like that, and, and we can't diminish, you know, you're going to get better battery life. You're probably still going to have a headphone jack. Like, those things are high concept for someone's daily use. If they want more compute power, I can show them. You're going to edit videos. You're going to play these games. You're going to replace your laptop. It might have a desktop mode. You're going to do all this stuff, and your phone is just going to take it to this crazy extreme level. If you want to do that, now you've got a good reason to start shopping above 600 bucks. Yep. Um, that, that, to me, becomes the missing X factor in so many of these conversations. And the second I see someone saying, like, oh, OnePlus, you know, those cameras, <laughs> that person's an idiot. They're yeah. terrible at photography. Yeah. And they didn't really shoot on the phone. Because what I'm doing on this phone is high level. It doesn't have the same capabilities as a Sony, and yet I'm still doing high level. Absolutely. No, no. I, I and, and we took with us the uh, – so speaking of last week when we were at Disney uh, with the family, um, I took the 10 Pro with me to Disney because I wanted to kind of experience, you know, seeing some of the uh, – because it's very colorful. There's a lot of different, uh, you know, aspects. There's a lot of shadow areas. It was a very hot day. So a lot of times yeah. we were in and out of the sun. Well, the hard lighting, especially uh, – Yeah. shade. Exactly. Uh, uh, in uh, in um, – Revenge of the uh, uh, oh man uh, the the, I, I, uh, the resistance I, I, there was a sorry I had a different name in my mind uh, there's that one part where you walk out into the bay where there is like a, I want to say almost like sixty different stormtroopers sitting in there yeah. that I took that shot I was like nice that was mm. like a surreal uh, I, first time going on that ride never been we missed it la last time we were there because we passed on the other side so. Going through that and seeing that impact and feeling like you're in the Star Wars empire, you know, universe, I was like, whoa. I was like, crap, I'm here. I'm like, <laughs> this This was like, I, I geeked out to so much level. My wife was like, what's wrong with you? I said, you don't understand where we are. We are. <laughs> I mean, we're about to get killed by them, but, you know, right. it's when, really when exciting. When got Lex out there before the pandemic, she was, because she had just seen A New Hope. And, mm -hmm. and I have that one photo. I've shown you the photo. I haven't posted yeah, yeah. it publicly. The It's the moment just as the Millennium Falcon is coming back in at the end of the film. And she's just got her hand to her face. And her, her mouth is open. And, and immediately after I shot that photo, there's four-year-old Lex going, Han came back. Han came <laughs> back. She was so into it. So we walk into that Disney area. And they have a life-size Millennium Falcon, and there's there's you know four-year-old Lex toddling right up to it. Millennial Falcon, Millennial <laughs> Falcon. <laughs> oh my God! You remind me of Biscetti. So uh, I mean, no, I know. The shirt. I, mean, I know. I know. T total, total non non intentionally segued, but it could be the reason why I thought of it. You know, s slow. Sure. You know, right there. <laughs> he is strong. It, it, it is. It is. No, the biggest Star Wars fan. And it that was kind of stuff. That's where Star Wars is magical. Yes, yes. And and if you do have the opportunity or you happen to live in the LA area, definitely if you have an opportunity to go to Disney, that's the big the big factor for me, the big awe moment. Um, and, yeah. you know, just, again, spending the day with the family, kicking it. I mean, it was extremely hot, but it was still fun because we came back later. We left around the, the peak of the heat at around 4, and then we came back again at about 8 o'clock after I, I was able to eat. And we stayed to like midnight. So we got a chance to experience both day and night Disney. And just, it's very nice. Um, yeah. 
it is something, but it also is very nice because I'm able to flex the the, the camera capabilities on the 10 Pro. Shooting in at, at night, not just during the day, is also a big factor of what you know your system or your device can do. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, the one thing I wanted to mention, and uh, which was the reason why I was showing that phone, is that OnePlus mm-hmm. s- sent out to me the OnePlus 10 Pro. This is the uh, you know Boston Marathon yeah, Special Edition yeah. with the unicorn. Um, so to me, it was like I got the box. And I was like, what? There is, and you know, and it comes with this really, really nice, snazzy case uh, made by OtterBox, which you can't even buy OtterBox cases, but apparently this is the this is the way to get it. Um, and I now have both colors. I finally have both colors of the OnePlus 10 Pro. I got the uh, the Midnight, awesome. which uh, actually, believe me or not, dude, it actually looks nice. And yeah, kudos, kudos to nice. Sony for the focusing I'm, level I'm, today. Like, I'm, really I'm good, really, Sony. Really glad. Yeah, they've been named. Sony's been doing it. Um, yeah. I really want to, uh, uh, to, to kind of check one out in person, like maybe the next time we get to hang out. But yeah. I'm just really happy that I was able to get the Aqua. Because um, usually they just send me, like, you know, black. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. I love playing with the phone. I wish I had the color one. And for once, like, they actually hooked me up with the other color. So. It, uh, and I absolutely, yeah, I, I still, I'm, I'm still rocking that one on my main, uh, in the main case. Uh, but for me, it, it's like, a, it has a little bit of a more of a sparkle when it goes with the, the, the uh, volcanic black, they're calling it. So yeah, no, uh, all I have to say is Sigma does much better focusing. It's much faster. Like I can, yeah. It's good. The Sigma lenses are really good. I got it at 1.4, so, uh, man. I'm just setting it. So Everything is like, should... doesn't exist. We oh should, crap! We yep. Probably start. Um, start <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I've got uh, th- this so you... afternoon. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be on the road, so I'm going to have to try and put it together. Uh, second video on the Red Magic, and mm-hmm. then I might not be able to pull off my podcast this morning uh, on this Monday, depending on travel. So if I okay. can't, I'm going to have another video out um, looking at the Motorola. So the, okay. the Motorola Edge Plus, that might just end up being a Monday morning premiere. <laughs> um, and then uh, you're doing your show. Are, well, first of all, are you getting anything out today or are you just gonna uh, going to? I wanted to get something out today. Unfortunately, one of the reasons why the show came out a little bit early, I, ha- I have a lot of com- conflicting schedules today with uh, day job stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm shooting for tomorrow morning uh, the Meatbook E video that I was hoping to sh- uh, send out. Uh, oh, so that's right, going to be coming right. out. Right. So that's coming out this week. Um, and then um, I got an accessory. Uh, I-, I got an accessory for the Find X5 Pro that I want to do a video on next week that I think would be very exciting. So that's going to be my my intro for the beginning Jeez. of the week. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> I hope it shows up on time. I'm hoping it's not delayed. Uh, but yeah, uh, but the biggest thing for me to do this weekend, I'm hoping, is that they do give me back my car tomorrow. It's scheduled for tomorrow morning at around 10. So as soon as I'm done with the show, I'll be you know hopefully driving over and trying to pick up the car. Um, and then we'll see how it goes. I, they're not very communicative. So they're not explaining to me what's going on. They took all my inputs and all the pictures and stuff that I shared with them. Uh, but they're not you know giving me a lot of info. So I'm, I'm hoping tomorrow morning we'll find out. So yeah, that's primary. Well, fingers crossed for you, buddy. Uh, I know, I know how much you love that car. So, oh, dude, we go everywhere in it now. Ever since it's been our car, like we we travel with it. Vegas, San Francisco, um, and you know San Diego, or you know even just going to Anaheim just for Disney stuff. It's it's a fun car. It's a nice car. It's not super roomy, but it's big enough for us as a small family, and it works out great. Right. And Omar loves it. You know he he got into the car, my wife's car, on was it 
Wednesday or Tuesday. And then on the way back, he's like, hey, how come we're not in the Tesla? I'm like, you didn't realize you got in the wrong car? And he's like in such auto mode thing. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay. So he misses the car. Like, Where this is it. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not being snapped back into my seat every time we accelerate? Uh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. It is. It. Well, we've got um, tons of really fun stuff coming up. Um, yep. Just the other rundown, and I, wa I want us to start doing a better job of this, which is on me. Um, who's streaming tonight? I believe that's LaShawn. So is Holler LaShawn at the Boys should be streaming tonight, I believe. Um, you're still doing – are you so still tomorrow doing Yeah, Saturday? tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific. So um, tomorrow I'm back, yeah, because sure I skipped last Saturday. El Jefe should be on um, – 10, on isn't he? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll have this on Sundays. And then we have um, – what's it called? Um, Sam and, uh, and and Joe are also doing Sundays as oh, well. Oh, that's now. right. Sam Sam and Joe are back. That's right. So yeah. um, keep, a, keep an eye out for, for Sam. Um, uh, Monday, I will try like heck to get an SGGQA off the ground. But if not, I'll still do some kind of a video or premiere. Mm -hmm. um, Tuesday should be Kimmy. That's Gadget Goddess. That's Wednesday crazy. is Eric, Easy Computer Solutions. Thursday is Mike and Ike. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if Tech King Mike is back yet. I hope he is for this week. But if he's not, I think – actually, now that I say that, I don't know if Mike or Ike are going to be streaming. But look out for both of their channels, Ike's Tech Talk, Tech King Mike, um, and then us again, hopefully, next Thursday. So it's an entire week, like literally every day of the week, you've got some of the hardest-working tech reviewers – putting together live streams and videos and reviews. So this should be a really good time to start catching up on some of the longer-term Samsung videos. Uh, I'm going to be getting another Pixel 6 Pro video out. Um, Moto's out there. Vivo's mm -hmm. out there. OnePlus is out there. The, the new Redmi's are out there. They look crazy, too. So there's some really fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And and the Redmi line actually, surprisingly, for the beginning of the year, is it's quite extensive. And you can definitely find something in that range of what would fit your budget yeah. and feature set that you're looking for. So uh, it, it's definitely very, it, let's just say this, it is not it is not missing anything. And I don't, wouldn't necessarily call it boring. I'm just saying you need to find the right phone that excites you. That's really the, I think that's the best way to say it. It's not boring I'll, I'll because... Be, I'll, I'll be the, the, the snarky kid. Um, tech is actually kind of rad right now. And if you think it's boring, it's probably because you're a boring person and <laughs> we don't have to be friends. That's fine. But, you know, maybe be better and then you will have more fun with your cool technology. Well, just a uh, on that note of being better, I will say... <laughs> I hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Uh, rest of the week, obviously, you know the weekend's coming up. I hope you do well and and stay well. Uh, I wish you and the family want uh, a good time. Uh, you know, with with the, with the rest of the family. I'm assuming you know you guys have extended family. I know you you go to New Mexico quite a bit uh, yearly. So um, with that being said, uh, thank you very much for everybody for hanging out with us. We appreciate you guys kicking it with us on this Friday morning. We'll be back next week, hopefully on the regular time, Thursday evening, uh, for the best of our week. Uh, and as Juan mentioned it as well with the show tomorrow and, of course, the premiere hopefully on Monday morning, if depending on his schedule. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week for another episode of the best of our week. Take care. Thank you very much. We'll see you then. Bye-bye for now.